0: Welcome to the Smarticle Podcast, where we take a good article and make it gooder.
1: Brandon, we are having a revival. Praise Woo. Jesus. Praise <laughs> the Lord. Uh, Almighty, let's read the headline. White students in Kentucky. Have been praying for 250 hours. This comes from the Free Press and lovely writer, Olivia Reingold. Can you be woke or MAGA with the Lord, Brandon?
0: Well, definitely. She worked for Barry Weiss uh, at the Free Press, which is Barry Weiss is a fairly controversial figure in terms of oh. the Wokester's Hate Barry Weiss because Barry Uh. Weiss is sort of a common sense thing. I would suspect that this young lady is probably on the more conservative side. Uh. Uh, She is quite lovely. I did look her up. But, again, one of these young 22-year-olds writing articles. Like the piece, felt like she did a fair job. I felt like it was a straightforward spot. So I'm going to give her a a 6.5 on the
1: WAGA meter. So she's
0: more MAGA than she is WOKE is what I'm saying.
1: Should I be reading more stuff from the free press or is this just – no, I think Barry yeah. Weiss is
0: one of those people that I think you either love her or you hate her. I actually really like her. I think she's really oh. smart. She's a pretty conservative. I believe she's gay and oh. she's uh what? she's Jewish. But a lot of conservative people really like her. I don't get it, but but because she's straightforward.
1: Hold on a sec. She's gay, Jewish, and yeah. an evangelical.
0: No, I don't think she's an evangelical. I think she's. Oh. I think she just is evangelicals like her because she says what they want to hear. That's my sense of things. Wow. She's kind of an odd duck. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. That's not Olivia Rheingold. Right. That's Barry Weiss.
1: We had an emergency meeting before uh, Smarticle pre-production meeting because too many people sent me this article. I felt we had to discuss it earlier in the week. So let's get to it. From for the past two weeks, tens of thousands of visitors have been pouring into the chapel at Ashbury University in Wilmore, Kentucky. University spokesperson says the crowds have numbered between fifteen and twenty thousand people. Some are driving overnight from states like South Carolina and Oklahoma. Others are flying in from Canada and Singapore to wait in line for hours in the rain or snow just to stand next to people they share nothing in common with except for a single conviction. God is visiting this tiny town in Kentucky. It all started Wednesday, February 8th, when Zach Meekribs, a volunteer soccer coach who had addressed the student body only twice before, gave an in- improvised sermon about love. Then some of you guys, so in the final kind of corny throwaway line, he says, I pray that this sits on you guys like an itchy sweater and you got to itch and you got to take care of it. McCreebs then told his wife, it wasn't a very good sermon. It was a stinker. Then students began texting each other. You need to come back to the chapel. Something is happening. Every day, more students came praying, singing. And now for like two weeks, there has been a revival. Brandon, there is no better person to turn to you than you right now because you went to a snake charming church. You know the Pentecostals. <laughs> you are a Pentecostal expert. I need to know, true or false, what is going on in this tiny town in Kentucky? Did you never go to a charismatic church, ever? No, never. Oh, uh,
0: you just went Presbyterian, frozen chosen? Yes, yes. Okay, all right. I just want to confirm your your. you always like to make fun of those poor people that find that as their faith expression, but— I do remember back in the day, my mom, you know, as you know, I was, went to a pretty conservative yes. Catholic Preach. church and then my mom w- went a little crazy Preach. and she took us to a Baptist church and they had a revival there and it yeah. went on for like, I don't know, three or four days and he had to go into this yeah. service and it was, and it was this, uh, this out of town revival Preach. pastor and he had this, this couple sing and Let's she would sing El die," ah. every night. It was like the crowd stopper. It was like, it was like people were like, ah, should die, El should die." Ah. People were giving their lives over to the Lord. And again, this was probably when I was 13, 14, I don't know, somewhere in there. But one thing I do remember is even at that point, I was like, these people are just buying into an emotional message. I mean, I couldn't voice that at that time, but it was pretty clear that most of these people that like turn their quote unquote, turn their lives over to the Lord. Basically, the second the revival was over, they were kind of back to doing whatever they were doing and going wherever they were going and party and whatever it was, this seems to be a little bit unique because I think they're targeting Christians. I don't think they're targeting non-Christians. I think these are people that claim Christianity as sort of their deal, and they are disillusioned. Like, a lot of people that are Christians are disillusioned. I, I thought the article was pretty good in talking about the fact that a lot of this has to do with sort of the general angst of our times. Right, that social media has made people feel less connected. That that depression is widespread. So, in a sense, this is sort of an answer to a lot of angst that young people are feeling, or maybe all people are feeling in the Christian world. That's all I can get from it. We do have a really good friend who graduated from Wilmore uh, University and or Asbury University. University in Wilmore, Kentucky. I've actually been to this campus. It's tiny, and uh, our friend uh, Jeff Finger, Dito, El Dito, El Dado. Uh, it went there and got his, what? I think he yeah, he got a master's there. So no. he, he, he actually sent me something about this. Uh, he was aware of it. It's
1: kind of a big well, deal in that world. Okay, so please just explain this to me. Is God hanging out in Ashbury University more than any other place and people are flying all over the world because God is specifically at Ashbury University?
0: No, oh. I don't think so. I mean, I think that this is a an emotional response that there are people that are in need and sort of like the momentum of it has, has picked up speed start off with like 14 kids praying. And then they brought their friends back and everybody's getting together and it's highly emotional. People are crying and but slain in the spirit and all that stuff. I think that's it's been going on corner. for two weeks now. Yeah. But these re- by the way, this isn't the first time that revivals have yeah. happened. The, the burnover over period in, uh, the, in the United States back in the 1820s and early, uh, like mid, the base of the 20s to the 30s, was a huge revival period. I mean, churches grew. The Methodist church was like 10,000 people in 1820. By 1830, it was over a million. So uh, it's been growing.
1: These have happened before, is what I'm trying to say. I, I'm confused by this term revival that you keep speaking. So I. I, I they're, they're saying that revival is happening in just Kentucky, and you're saying it was the whole country? No, and... I'm saying that revival is this idea of people sort of
0: recommitting their lives to a, a faith message of typically it's more emotional. Typically it's more evangelical. I mean, this, evangelicalism gets its roots in the burnt-over period in the sort of antebellum America, right? So these people were – they believed in this case, and they call it the burnt-over period because they believed that if you got enough people, if everyone could get together and pray that Jesus would return, that Jesus would physically return, that the second you could get everybody saved, that Jesus would come back. So this is not a new thing. I suspect that this is going to go down as a study in the psychology of the moment, that I think that Gen Zers are disconnected. I think it's the fault of our overall – we're all disconnected. Our society, ironically, is more connected than it's ever been and it and it feels less connected than it's ever been. I think that's a big part of what's going on here. Okay, so can I just kind of
1: once again try to? I feel to like break you're mocking down. it with your voice. You're doing a lot of. I mockery. feel like there's a lot of gobbledygook going on here still. So I need to get to the heart of the matter. There's can we assume something is going on at this tiny college in Kentucky? Yeah, of going. course. There's some sort of emotional outpouring, and yes. maybe there's some energy. Something is going on. Absolutely, I think it's it.
0: This is a. Hotbed of a place where most of these people that are there are already sort of predisposed to this revivalism, right? But Why so, at this particular place? Well, it could happen anywhere. I mean, you okay? But why are we let's hearing take about the- side? Uh, the, the Christian would say it's in it's God, it's the Holy Spirit. That, yes, that the Spirit is moving upon these people as God is apt to do, and that's what's going on here. The cynic, the non-believer, is saying, "Hey, it's an emotional response to a difficult time." Because, and it's happening here because this is a evangelical college filled with a lot of Christian
1: kids. All I'm saying is multiple people have sent me this and said there is a two-week-long revival going on in some tiny Kentucky. It, yeah. So does this happen a lot? It happens periodically. I mean, the last big revivalism I think happened in like the
0: early 1970s. Oh. Every time there is a period of historical period where there's a lot of stress on the society, revivals happen. 70s was a response to, this, to the Vietnam War. The 1820s was a response to sort of slavery and the anti-slavery movement and things that were happening. It really was a response to the Industrial Revolution. People were moving farms to cities and working in factories. You know, the Erie Canal was being built, so there's a lot of stress on the society. And that's where these revivals kind of happen because the society is ripe for it. That's just a, a thousand... Foot view from a psychological thing. Now, you could say, Brandon, you're such a cynic. It's, the, it's God. It's the Holy Spirit. It's, the Spirit has moved upon these people. Maybe that's it. I don't know. I doubt, I don't think I would go to Wilmore because I don't know if I feel, I feel like it's an emotional response. Do I think there needs to be revival? Yes. One thing that you came do? out of this, absolutely. I think that people, it's a revival you. of spirit, a revival of people feeling truly connected to other people needs to happen. We're, we're just not connected anymore.
1: Okay. So, uh, you, as you know, I keep my uh, ears to the evangelical streets, Brandon. So, I the streets t- have been talking to me. Sure. You've been talking by, about By this. the way, you've been mocking this the entire podcast. Okay. That's not true. Uh, so, I've heard that in Redding, that's in Northern California. I hop, baby. I hop. So, tell me, I've heard there's been a continual revival going on there for 20 years and yeah, people fly to the international from all over house. International House of Prayer. So, they pray pr- for every minute of the day for them to do it for 20 right. years. And
0: people get caught into it, and they're like, hey, I'm going to go there. Because I think here's the deal. People are sad. They're lonely. They're disconnected. They want answers to the problems of the world. So what better place to do it is to go to a place where they're telling you, listen, if you just pray and pray and pray and pray, it's going to fix the things of the world. By the way, the earliest church, they believed, they went into an upper room, and they believed, we just pray Jesus will return. Well, he didn't return. So, It's not, this is not a new thing. People believe that they can pray God into existence. And I would argue that you cannot pray God into existence. God is. There is no like
1: praying God into existence. God already is here. So, but my point is, why is this tiny college in Kentucky becoming a big deal for two weeks where IHOP has been praying continuously for 20 years? Well, because I just said it's a convergent, it's the perfect storm. You've
0: got this place that's right for it. You've got people that need it. People have probably been looking for a revival like this, and it was like the spark. I don't know why was Kent State, you know, the, the hotbed of uh, anti-war movement. I mean, Kent State, dude, four people dead in Ohio, right? I mean, why are these different places? Why do they become, you know, the hotbed? I mean, there were lots of places in the South that were uh, had segregation and all this stuff, and yet Montgomery, Alabama, becomes the place where it starts with Rosa Parks because it takes a spark. So Wilmore or Ashbury is the spark right now for this revival.
1: Doesn't mean it's not okay. going to happen in other places. It probably will. Forgive me for my skepticalness, Brandon. Is but does God hang out in one spot more specifically than others, or is this random? Well, obviously in the Jewish tradition, the
0: Jews believed that God lived in the, in yeah. the Holy of Holies in the temple. That was the idea that Jesus came to remove that idea that God, that the temple was wherever you were, right, that the Holy Spirit was, in a sense, the new temple, that your body was the new temple, if you will. So uh, even within uh, Christian circles, the idea that God is only going to go to one place is pretty rare. Most Christians don't believe that. They believe that God is everywhere and in everything. You know, do do I know if God is in
1: Wilmore, Kentucky? No, I don't. Well, that's my point is. So is God particularly more in Ashbury University and in Redding, California, or is this happens, no, But I think the people
0: that choose to go to those places, maybe they feel more in tune with God. I don't know.
1: Uh, have you ever – you've been to Revival then? We've, yeah. I kind of joked. I did. And I have been to a Revival. Did you get Revival. swept up? Did you give your ah,
0: – I told you. I felt like it was – I felt like they, maybe it was because I was of my age and I was already kind of cynical about it and I saw the wackiness of it all. It felt like it was just like let's play on your emotions. Now, remember, we had gone to the crazy AOG church before that, so I was already burnt out on – you know, this idea of revivals, maybe it was a little older, maybe I was like 15 or so, but I was, I just didn't buy it. That's what I'm saying.
1: Can I, so I know I'm going to get, send your uh, hate emails to Brenna at gmail.com. Not me after I say this, I feel like I have sort of been on the periphery of this before. And the people that attend these evangelical, whatever you want to call them, seem a little uh, less emotionally, emotionally stable than others. The people that go there kind of seem like they've got some emotional issues to begin with. Of course, kind of get swept up into this. Okay, so that's not a bad but thing I to think say.
0: You see that when you go to any emo church. I mean, there's the emo yeah. churches in San Francisco where they they play the certain songs to get people's like emotions going because these people are already raw. They're already. I mean, dude, anybody that shows up to a church that says, "Listen, if you just buy this message, your whole life is going to be better." That's what this article was saying. Was that this young woman who got cut? She didn't. She like was like, "God's not even there." My Life sucks. My mom died of cancer. All these bad things happened and God wasn't there. And now she's like swept up. My question would be, if you go back and see her two, three, four, five years from now, is she going to feel like, yep, that was the thing. It answered all my questions. Or is she going to be like, you know, I I feel the same way I felt before that. I I don't know. You know, my feeling about faith, and you and I have talked about this lots of times, that faith is a very complicated thing and it requires a lot of self-reflection and discipline and patience and be and, and being willing to rest in not knowing what's happening next that you faith is the belief in the absence of proof they're saying there's proof that god has showed up in wilmore kentucky i would argue
1: that faith is believing when you don't have any proof i would agree with you i think faith takes all of those things you just mentioned and sometimes a locker full of rattlesnakes that you put your hand into. <laughs> You've made a mockery of this. I'm thing just tonight, saying, yeah, This is terrible, Larry. You put your hand in and if the snake bites you, you're good. Is I got that right? Yeah. Larry,
0: I would like to thank you for making a mockery of good people's evangelical spirit today.